0: Hello and welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. I'm here with Chantel and Rachel. How are we ladies?
1: Hi Nats, all good over here, babes? Hi,
0: I'm good. Good. So today um, we're going to do a quick let's talk about it episode. And I have to admit, this was um, something that I was pushing for because I actually wanted to talk about, as the title of the episode says, Beyonce's new song, Break my soul and um, i just want to be very clear transparent upfront all those type of you know words we're not actually talking about the quality of the song it's not about the melody whether you like it whether it's house music or pop music we don't want the beehive to come and try and kill us but we thought that what well, i thought it would be interesting to talk about um the lyrics what the song means as a rallying cry just based off of kind of like the social media response to the song, to what Beyonce was saying, and also just kind of kind of how it ties into some of the stuff that we've discussed about um, rest, prioritizing work, um, not not prioritizing work, but prioritize. Pro- how do you say that word? Pro- how do you say it, Shan? The teacher, please help me. Prioritize. Prioritizing. I don't know. I've got retainers in, so I'm gonna I'm gonna blame them for being
1: unable to say that word. But just prior, <laughs> say. <it again. laughs> how we prioritize ourselves whilst we have to work (laughs) yes thank you
0: thank you so much so how is everyone just as a point of principle just to check in
1: boy you know this episode even though so let's talk about it is so relevant and I'm so annoyed that it takes for Beyonce sorry for the, for the whole world no but for also the whole world to be talking about how trash work can be um yeah. my work isn't actually that trash but we'll get to it I'm going through a transition at the moment and what it's it's been a process yeah. so I'm looking forward to to breaking this one down today
0: okay how about you Rach
2: um I agree with Sean you know like there are a lot of hardships with going to work. It's not always just lovely for everyone. And there's not, it's not every element of your work you like, um, down to the commute, down to your managers, down to all these things. And I'm kind of mm. happy that actually Beyonce has brought that to the forefront. Maybe that might not actually be her real reality because she's a celebrity. She's, you know, she's been in the game for a long time. But I feel like it's a lot of people's reality that they go to work and they don't like their job and they're sick of it. So I'm kind of happy that this is kind of popping at the moment.
0: Yeah, I think for me, um, one of the things that resonated with me was that, like, the lyrics are pretty um, relevant to something that I've been feeling for a long time. Obviously, I didn't... Actually, I do feel sometimes that those Babylonians are trying to break my soul, but that's for a different episode. And when I say Babylonians, I just mean people in who employ me, but that's neither here nor there. But... Um, I think for me, the idea of like moving away from grind, prioritizing, I said it this time, self, but also making a decision to, to seek out a new purpose, a new foundation, a new direction. It's like, I don't, obviously, the song is called Break My Soul, but it was very interesting to see, kind of in a very simplified way, how people, women particularly, can react when they do reach a breaking point. Um, Because obviously the song is is more about Because she goes on to talk about love Finding a new love Whatever that means So it's not just necessarily about being You know, cheesed off with work But I think for me I was really interested to be like To see so many people react to A breaking point in employment Because you've had songs Like loads of songs about working Nine to five, working hard But I mean, talking about quitting your job And finding a new foundation Is slightly different from saying You know, another day, another dollar So to me, I kind of liked it. And it's nice to see us coming out of the the kind of girl boss thing where it's like every day, wake up at 5 a.m., we go gym, we drink a smoothie, we take vitamins, we do meditation, we do a backflip, we do this, we do that, all before we get to work. And when we get to work, we do all of that. And then after we finish work, we still socialise, we still work on our own projects. And I feel like after a while, it was just getting a bit, like it was just getting a bit boring. I don't
1: know if you can relate like music is really important to me mm. and you and there's a song for everything as far as I'm concerned there is yeah. and so as you said whether or not we like the song it is very refreshing to actually I feel like this is definitely a part of our lives that has not been explored through music mm. um, yeah at all um and I can't I can't say anything different from what you're saying um you know as as you look at the lyrics the whole idea of like building a new foundation and I think as people do that you know when we when we think about the return it's it's been a slow return to work post-COVID and we were COVID spurred on this whole entrepreneurship finding your purpose leaning into your passion but that was still alongside Work as in what yeah. maybe finances us, although we were able to do it differently without you know having to navigate commuting and blah blah blah, but I think like as we as we look at like truly looking after ourselves, you know when I say when I hear the 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 lines you know I'm looking for a new foundation, I'm yeah. looking to build my own foundation, I'm not even thinking about the whole I should be my own boss, like yeah. think about foundation like. What is it that truly grounds you? What is it that yeah. you truly need? And it, it kind of hurts to think that we can talk about a workplace or our places of work or our professions as breaking our soul because yeah. we invest so much in it. And I just think we really need to look at the idea of our identity mm. as professionals mm. and like how much work works for us. Rather than us working, working for, work. for work, yeah, mm. I couldn't. I couldn't actually put it better myself. I think for me,
0: it was, it was the idea that you can stop and restart at any point. In terms of one thing that I'm personally grappling with is that being in my career for ten years, and I'm sure you can relate, Shan, is like you get to a point where it's what you've done, and you feel like it's all you can do. In the sense of it's all you know. And so for me, it was a great, it was kind of like a wake up call to be like enough is enough. I'm actually going to go out and build something new for myself. But then feeding into like identity and work. It's not just about quitting a job. Because I remember I was thinking about um, possibly handing in my notice at work because I was like the hours are too long and it's too stressful. And someone was like to me. But how do you know this kind of workaholic or stress or high stress environment isn't something that you in a way enjoy and that if you go into a new job, you might just recreate that same environment in a job that's meant to be better for you, which is why the idea of like creating a new foundation is so important because how we work is a reflection, not of the external pressures always, but internally, how we view work, how we view ourselves and the role that working or being busy has in our identity, but also our self-esteem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I've been looking at the lyrics and you know there's one line in the lyrics that like literally got me and it's like I'm gonna find a new drive
1: yeah um, I feel
2: like for me um, you know work is is for a lot of us is our whole life and we spend mm. more hours than we should do that, mm. and it does become part of us and part of who we are and part of how people see us So I feel like when it says I'm going to find a new drive, sometimes I feel like work doesn't drive me. It doesn't make me feel like I want to wake up. It doesn't make me feel a certain way that I think I should feel about work and the place that I'm going and spending so many hours. So I feel like it is kind of a wake up call for people to think, actually, is this for me? Is this the career that I want to do? And if not, what might be a good alternative?
0: Yeah, that's the thing, because you talk about building a new foundation, but then I wonder how, how do you build a new foundation? How do you even find... Yeah. you drive. Shan, tell us, because I know that you know. (laughs) Listen, I'm
1: I'm proud of myself right now. And I'm proud to say that I have some answers. And I can't wait to be sharing this skills transition. It's not exactly a career change. But I can't wait to be sharing this skills transition on my LinkedIn. Yes, please. please. And one of the things that stood out to me, so for context, um, I've been a teacher for 12 years. I've worked with young people for about 17 years in various guises. um, And I'm stepping out of that. I'm staying within education, but I'm stepping out of that. And one of the things that people that I've like sort of have been percolating is so many people have been like, you're so brave. And uh, and a few other people saying, I don't know what else I would do. Mm, And mm. for me personally, I get it. I get it to some end depending on the career that you're in. But I think to pigeonhole yourself in anything is just such a limiting belief. And like, if I take it back down to its roots, I never, ever, ever actually had a career in mind. Um, I'm such a geek. I used to open like pre-internet. I used to go to the classified section of the (laughs) newspaper and I used to just look up organizations and look up jobs and think oh I'd like to work somewhere like that or I'd like to do something like that yeah. so even when I became a teacher it was based on some of the interactions that I'd had with young people some of the work that I had and had not been able to do in my places of work that I said I think I'm going to go teach I never actually said I want to yeah. be a teacher Interesting. um and I think in my my career transition or my skills transition currently in leaving teaching, you have to respect how much you bring to the table, how much work you actually do. Like mm. it's one thing to say you're a lawyer, one thing to say you're a teacher, but yeah. what actually goes into that and yeah. make people respect it? So yep, yep, yeah. So when I yes come now, Rachel, <laughs> <laughs> when I've been interviewing people, be like. Oh, like a silly example. Oh, there's lots of data analysis. How will you manage that? Do you think I just stand in front of kids and talk for joke? Like, (laughs) respect the work that I've been doing. It's more than just standing in front of kids. It's strategic planning. It's stakeholder management. It's data analysis. Like, really unpick Mm. the elements of your day. Take every single interaction, every single part of your working day to understand that you have so much to offer And you don't have to confine it to one organization or one workplace if you don't want to.
0: No, I like that. I really, really like that. And I think it's always I was talking to a friend, actually, who's applying for a job. And she, you know, when you have that initial conversation with the person you're going to work for, a recruiter. And this guy was like every 18 months. I know slightly different because he's a white man. So I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying it's something that is necessarily realistic for us as black women. It's like every 18 months, he'll stop and he'll do analysis and he'll look at every single facet of his job. And then he'll make a decision about if he's going to stay there or if he's going to leave. But the fact that he stops every 18 months to take stock and be like, in this role, I have done data analysis. I have done strategic planning, just repeating all the different things that you said. The fact that he actually stops and takes stock means that every time he's walking into a new role, he's well aware of what he of what he offers because he can look back to all those documents every 18 months of all the different things that he has experience in. So I think in terms of like building, like you said, a new foundation, if that's something you want to do, even part of, you know, like Rachel said, finding a new drive, there is going to have to be that kind of opening up the cupboards before you go shopping and being like, do I have beans? Do I have green peas? Do I have kidney beans? Do I have Do I have sweet corn? Like, what do I actually have before I go to Tesco's and start wondering what I need to put in my basket? Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that analogy is yeah,
1: yeah, it makes sense. But the other side of it is also yeah. acknowledging that work is one part of your life.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so therefore 100%. it shouldn't
1: consume me yeah. And I say that to say, you know, there, there are probably a few spectators who, there are, not probably, who... Would say I should be in a totally different position from where I am in my workplace. I.e., I should have been in senior leadership. I should have been moving on. And whilst you you can do the skills analysis, that's important, mm-hmm. but you also have to figure out like what is the purpose of work within yeah. your current ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So when I became a mum, and I, I'm very much pro lean in, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very much compromise not sacrifice, mm-hmm. but I saw it as I'm not going to go for senior leadership right now because I don't think it aligns to my time commitments, my capacity, my emotional, my physical capacity in terms of the type of mum that I want to be. But also, I, I don't rely on work for feeding my soul. So I do other Mm. things. I'm here on the podcast. I have a great network of friends and leisure time and my fitness and my hobbies. And so in that sense of the way, even when I'm having a rough time at work, I don't think, Mm. I mean, I've got very, very close, but I don't think it could break my soul because work has a place in my life, Mm. not I'm consumed by it. So it's got, you know, but what I'm saying is that part is important, understanding what you're yeah. getting from work and what you need to gain from work, whatever, yeah. Yeah. and when to move on, when to stay, but also respect it as one part. Yeah. Do you feel like
0: because you are a mother that you've been able to put those, I'm not saying every mom is like this, but you've been able to put those very clear boundaries and safeguards in place because in and of itself, you have such an important role outside of employment. Because you're responsible gonna, for multiple human I'm going to ask Rach to pick
1: this up first yeah. because she's new, as, to, as the, she's a new mum. to the mum's yeah. game. So Whereas Rach, me, what is I'm this not anybody's mum, so I don't like? know.
2: Listen, that transition, I'm I'm still going through it, but I would say it's very difficult to grapple with because you're, you're you're in a new role as a mum. Yeah. It's a whole job, yeah. and then you have your career so it's like some things are going to have to take a back seat some things are going to be more at the forefront and you've got to be able to juggle that I'm not even nowhere near being able to juggle that and I'm only now kind of moving myself back after maternity leave and trying to go back to work but I feel like it is a transition I feel like Shan you're, you're probably better to answer this but I feel like yeah. something that you have to work towards it's not something that's going to automatically be yeah. there so as soon as you yeah. become a mum your career is just going to fall into place no you've got to think about being you've got to yeah. think about your child care you've got to think about all of those things because they're actually now a part of your life your child is now a part of you it's not something that you know just all falls into place it's something obviously you obviously have to do some planning and think about that mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a process yeah.
1: listen it took me I think it took me two years to accept I was a mum I think Alex was about two before I realized okay this game is looking different and being a working mom, yeah yeah it took me about two years and even during maternity his first years I picked some things up and come come the second year I was like I can't beat all things to all people
2: mm.
1: I need to drop some things and whilst I'm used to being Chantel that, that does this Chantel that does that I had to I did have to grapple with what felt like a new identity and that can potentially be soul breaking. Okay. But, but as I said, this is one facet. Mm. I can't be mad at work because work is work and work is what it's been. And I can't be mad at motherhood because this is a choice in my life that I've been, grateful to be I'm grateful to be gifted with that I didn't want to live without either Mm. so the, the things have to work together so yes it took a little bit of time two years that's a time but also in response to Natalie's question yeah boundaries because part of and I'll just keep saying the phrase because it's the name of the song but part of breaking your soul is when things are just too hard and yeah. sometimes things don't need to be as hard as they as they are. And we're using the example of motherhood, but generally like with workload, relationships, you might be in a relationship where your job is demanding and you've got a gift relationship. We're talking about motherhood. So you have to ask certain things of certain people. You have to say when things are hard. Like I remember when I changed school, Alex was about three or four and the school started at eight o'clock started mm. as in books open mm. and nursery opens at 7 30 mm. and nursery is 25 minutes Ooh, from work on a good yeah. day yeah now they wanted me I got the job this was my circumstance I had to say to them I'm gonna I'm either gonna be here at eight o'clock on the door or late don't put me on any morning duties This is the situation. Unless there's horrific traffic, I will never be here later than 8.15. I'm not going to be angry in the car. I'm not going to be almost mashing up myself, almost getting into accident because that's not the way I want to start my day. Basically, the boundary was take it or leave it. This is what I'm able to do. This is exactly
0: what I'm trying to say to you. So what I'm asking is, do you think it is easier because you have something else to set boundaries in place compared to someone like me who doesn't have children? So there, there isn't a physical third party requiring you to be like work cannot be my life because I have my family and I have my child that's the question I'm asking
1: I think it's a catalyst this but I think very more and more question. I think more and more like if you think about the conversations that we're having here as yeah. BWW you as a as a single child child currently childless woman yeah. will understand you're 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 asking the question yeah. here
0: childless.
1: <laughs> oh, like sorry it. babe
0: sorry. <laughs> I'm not barren you know Not Not to be insensitive for people having fertility issues. Actually, God forgive me
1: for saying that. I apologize, but I get what you mean. Like I, I get what you, I get what you mean. I think think, so. The more you surround yourself with these conversations, the more you realize the learning that there is to be had, and perhaps you won't need to have a child to be able to get to that point. Because I'm always saying to you guys,
0: "I want to have a baby so I can get maternity leave." Because sometimes I feel like the only time boundaries are respected in the workplace when you're getting to that break my soul level is if you have a physical child human being that demands your time and no have no, to
2: no sorry no no let me tell you now they don't respect you they're plotting and planning when you're on maternity leave so don't not, even no, think. no 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 but no but
0: Rachel that's just like first of all your workplace is bad mind. I'm not putting a business out there but <laughs> second of all if if I want to leave early every day at five o'clock because I've just had enough of work and someone wants to leave early every day at five o'clock because they need to be somewhere to get their nursery if the boss is going to be annoyed at both of us well, the boss is going to be able to come down like a ton of bricks on me but mm. technically and legally they
2: have it, to let the other person go do you okay, see what i'm I trying to say so i'm I not saying people saying.
0: are nicer to you but i'm saying it's it's, it's there's becoming, a bit of leeway there it's becoming <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to represent that workplaces are all these really funny fluffy nice places for parents because they're not and it is effectively a double bind and sometimes in certain workplaces people are discriminated against just want to say for the record because they have children corporate law can be one of those where people do begin to make your life a lot more difficult because you've made the choice to have a family even before the babies are born let alone before you go on any maternity leave so i agree with you 110 but i think for me when i'm just thinking about how i begin to set boundaries and how i begin to move away from kind of the breaking edge of the, of my soul being broken by babylon like how difficult it is even when i psychologically or mentally Except that I need to set boundaries, how those boundaries manifest in the workplace when I don't have a third party that requires my love, my care, my dedication, my attention. I don't want to sit here and portray and say things are better for parents in the workplace because that's just a lie that's just a lie, but I'm just saying in terms of conceptually where you want to place work in the rankings of your life, sometimes it it might be easier for you to realize that life is more important than work because. You have a physical manifestation because you've created life. Do you get what I'm trying to say? What am I taking? I get what you're trying to
1: say. No, I get yeah. what you're trying to say. Yeah. And I think ultimately, it just kind of makes me think. You know what? We're not here to be victims. Yeah. And this whole break my soul. Actually, rather than point outwards and look at our workplaces and say, "You did this. You did this. You did this," mm-hmm. there's something about just speaking up for yourself.
0: Yeah, I agree. speaking
1: acknowledging your needs communicating them and making sure they're met and if they can't meet be met by the other party the in this instance work yeah, yeah. knowing what you need to do yeah. to protect yourself or move away from it so I, 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 you know as always and and we're all doing or at least in the team we're doing a lot of work around this it's about working on yourself it isn't, it isn't absolutely. necessarily about these workplaces. It's about how you position yourself
0: mm. within
1: them, how you advocate for yourself, how you look after yourself and how you command and demand the respect, whatever respect looks like, mm. that you want, need, desire and deserve.
0: Yeah. And do you know what I think? Because I was reading the Elle article that I sent that was written by Natasha Bird and she says, the new flex is building a life that feels purposeful for you personally. But one thing that made me think about is: is there a room? Is there room for grind in that? Because the song in and of itself is about like, look, I'm working too hard. This is too much. You won't. You're not going to break my soul. You. So basically, it's another version of, you're not going to come and kill me. I can't come and kill myself. It's along those lines, right? But one thing that I I wanted to think about is because during lockdown, we kind of had this everyone's at their side business open their shopify shop open their etsy business you know work hard do what you need to do xyz how does that fit in now with this kind of idea of soft life and being purposeful it seems like we seem to go when you're talking about work and self-development and business it seems to be peaks and troughs Of we're going to work really hard we're going to kill ourselves okay soft life you know we're going to work really hard we're going to take on two three jobs we're going to stack stack money and and you know show words of cash on insta and now it's like you're not going to break my soul like i'm gonna i think you've got a balance in that yeah
2: i think it's about balancing uh what you really want in your life and i think that requires a lot of planning i think you do kind of have to plan in terms of you know what kind of life do i want to live do i want to have some luxury holidays do i want to do spa Mm -hmm. do i want to do this but then do i also want to have my own business if that's possible for me to do how can i do it so i can have both and i feel like sometimes that's where the complications kind of come. It's very hard to manage your own business, then work, then actually go on holidays and do all the stuff, life stuff. It's difficult. But I think when you plan, and sometimes that may require you actually speaking to someone or like we spoke about on the pod before, getting somebody like a mentor that can support you or help you or a job coach or somebody that can support you to get to that goal. But I think planning, you've got to plan with that. Yeah,
0: it's not just going to fall naturally. Like you said, even about, coming back from maternity leave and that transition you're not just going to rock up to work one day after you dropped your baby at nursery and everything's going to you know fall into place so I think part mm. of building the new foundation part of getting the new drive is just being so
1: intentional about this is what I am trying to do in this moment and I feel like listen I think the... sorry on on the topic of intention the word of intention yeah go on go on like when people said to me what are you going to do next yeah best believe this was the process guardian yeah London yeah. flexible working yeah. salary match yeah. literally so, because that's club. what matters another club a bar a plane
0: that's what it just reminded me of sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but all what I knew is that yeah. I just need I need to be able to save myself financially mm-hmm. but I need more time yeah. and then I I was open to looking at whoever whatever role whatever organization would fulfill what I feel like I need I don't mind working hard and I don't mind grinding but I knew I needed a little bit more time I needed to be at home a little bit more like the intention and some of the jobs I applied for were um required a pay cut is that a setback no it's not a setback if it means that I gain the things that I feel like I'm losing if I if I can afford to do that so again. That whole linear process of, oh, but if you get a new job, it should be more money, the title should be higher. Not necessarily, not if you know that the intention Mm. is not just career progression. Sorry to cut you, but the intentionality part is important. You know, it's funny
0: because I've been at a crossroads about whether to um, just be an open and honest to pursue becoming a partner in a law firm or alternatively just to stay as a senior associate, go an alternative route um and so that has been quite interesting because when I have been applying for jobs that are pay cuts or alternatively jobs that are part-time and they've asked me "Like, do you have children and I've said no everyone's kind of looking at me like are you crazy like I applied for a job the other day and the recruiter was like oh so how much is the step up I said babes this is a step down and she was like what that like, why would you want to do why would you want to do it and I was like I'm doing this because it's going to be a different role it's going to be challenging it's going to build on the skills that I want to build in terms of my practice like for example working in a different area building different skills blah 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 but I thought like every time and we need to maybe talk about how you talk to um recruiters about what you're earning because really it's none of your business anyway yes please yes please but um the idea that someone could want to take a step down to build skills in a different in a different area, which are more which are probably more critical for that, their overall goals. I won't put all my business out on the street, but there is intention there. Sometimes it can be like banging your head against a brick wall to the brick walls because people who aren't brave enough to make that change in their own lives don't want to hire you. If that makes sense, because it doesn't make sense to them. So it doesn't make sense.
1: Yep. I, I've been that. Not- this role isn't a leadership role. You've been a leader for the last 10 years. Why would you do that? This role. <laughs> I'll just like is it your business? It's, it's interesting that you make that point because I've come I've come to terms with in life, like you'll never always know all the answers. So yeah. for example, when I don't get a job, I don't know if it's because I'm not a culture match. I don't know if it's because I'm not good enough. I don't know if it's because I'm better than me. I don't know if it's because I'm too expensive, especially yeah. in the teaching world. Yeah. But Um, I think it's an important point that you know that that employers are also judging us on their own personal and professional standards. Exactly, which is wild. Yes, yes. uh, But as a leader and as a boss and as a recruiter, you you actually need to take a step and look inside yourself. Like, are you resentful that you potentially can't mould someone because they're taking this route because they have a real clear idea of what it is that they want and you don't like that? fortunately the jobs that I've applied for <laughs> I don't even know how the university is moving for me right now but they're like whatever you want it's a full-time job you want two days take two days like people are starting to listen yeah. and I'm hoping yeah. that that is an effect of 2020 and skilled professionals trying to do something different and employees recognizing that take value in the person that's sat in front of you so if you're Thanks a recruiter or employer, I hope you're hearing this too
0: yeah so, yeah, so I think that's my own kind of personal, my, my personal journey, my personal experience. But I think the one thing to take away from this is that part of building a new foundation, finding a new drive is through planning, is through being intentional, is through knowing what your goalposts of success are. And I feel like we've spoken so many times in the podcast about us as individuals defining what success looks like to us. Part of that is defining what happy looks like to us as well, especially as our lives change and we go into different transitions and different things and different things happen. So I feel like we have given the song justice. This is like, reminds me of like my anthropology essays. We used to sit there and do an essay on how like a poem changed like the game. So I feel like, it's, it's, I feel very LSE studenty at the moment, but I just felt like, the song, people on Twitter obviously saying that now Beyonce given me a sign to quit my job. Absolutely not. Someone who has millions of jobs, someone who <laughs> is worth 440 million, um, you know, no, I think not. However, I think it is good that someone who has influence can, in a strange way, even though it's not her lived experience, communicate so clearly what, how many other millions... Of women are actually feeling because I feel like again I'm not quality commenting on the quality of the song I give no I'm not giving any expression whether I like the song or dislike the song just for the beehive but I do think that song is for women I feel like she is singing from the perspective of a woman that's my assumption based on my interpretation and the reactions I've seen the strongest to it have been from women um, that doesn't mean it's not for everyone, doesn't mean people, there's not going to be men listening to break my soul, walking into their office and handing in their resignation. There's absolutely not. But um, I think it's just nice to hear that that rally cry of, of self-care, self perseverance you know, how do I say that word? Perservation. Preservation.
1: preservation. These what happened the
0: These retainers are going to finish me. It's the PR words, I'm getting finished. Preservation. Um, but also kind of self-care, not in the sense of, having a bath wearing a face mask but like yeah if I'm not coming first if I'm not putting myself first you know what am I really doing do you know what I mean and advocating for yourself so I don't know Rach do you have anything you want to add before we go
2: yes um just to add as you were saying you know um that this isn't a sign to quit your job. Although some people probably will be doing it and maybe that actually might be the best thing for them in -hmm. the long run. But I think it is a wake-up call for people to kind of think about, you know, their lives and how they're going to see themselves in the future, start planning, start thinking about what you want to do. And actually, yes, work shouldn't be killing you. And I feel like a lot of people are in a situation where work is killing them, especially coming out, well, slowly coming out of COVID. Um, They are in a position where they feel trapped. So and I the do cost hope of living,
0: so- yep, cost, cost of, of living, living crisis as well, which and is I,
2: killing everybody.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's also timely just to acknowledge like the rail strikes at the moment, the conversations yep. about how much public certain sector workers get paid. There's a lot mm-hmm. going. There's a lot going on, but that's not to say that's neither here nor there. But it just shows how timely this conversation is, but also to acknowledge that there are still external constraints, which you know, with the best will in the world are going to frame how people are going to be able to to build their futures yeah hopefully this conversation is enabling people to kind of see that even if you're not in the ideal position you can still plan you can still have Mm. intention you don't you don't have to be trapped you don't Um, have to be trapped i
2: feel like a lot of people are in a situation where they're trapped
0: yeah physically and mentally as well yep 100 percent however we i think it's That's a nice place to end it. I just want to say to all the listeners, thank you. We are coming to the end of season six. I should know. Is it seven? No, it's six. Thank you. You guys know how I stay already. Look how long it took me to get the social (laughs) media right. Listen, my heart's in the right place. We're coming to the end of season six. So I just want to thank everyone for listening, for supporting us. Um, And we are planning and thinking about and brainstorming on what we're going to talk about for season seven. So as always, yes, very if, exciting. I know, right. We're going to be back in the studio recording. I am. really excited. But um, just for everyone, if you've got ideas, things that you want to talk about, if there's even things in this podcast in terms of like HR communications and things that we could possibly be discussing in season seven. But if you have any ideas, points or things that you want to talk about, please email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. And let us know um, if you've got any suggestions. Please also follow and subscribe to our podcast as well on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, And also genuinely tell a friend to tell a friend Like the majority of our listens always come through word of mouth. And we're so grateful when you talk about us. And also let us know how you feel about what we're saying so we're not speaking in an echo chamber and we can do a better job of talking about the things that you want to hear about too. And... Chantel do you want to do social media because then I've got a bit of anxiety
1: that I'm not going to get right so keep keep the conversation going interact with us on our socials which is predominantly Instagram and Twitter which is Mm -hmm. at BWW podcast UK Mm -hmm. but you can also find us on LinkedIn yes which
2: (laughs) shame on me (laughs) it's I just type in black, yeah, women, black working. women
1: working um um on LinkedIn. And, and the same for our hashtag we love hearing from you it keeps us inspired keeps us motivated and lets us know what's going on on the ground
0: okay and on that note i'm gonna say goodbye ladies and we'll see you next time take care Bye. Bye. Bye.